Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secret Society of Marauders. Today we're going to be talking about the January 21st anti-vaccine, whatever you want to call it, um, protests. They were in Washington, D.C. So I actually went to this and just wanted to speak on it and I haven't talked about it yet. Um, I had some disappointments with it, but it was also very, it was very interesting, honestly. Um, like I've never seen so many people that on the face of all of it did agree with me with the co on the COVID narrative. But I also had some feelings that I didn't really think that I would have about it. Like that we didn't feel connected as one, um, whole I don't want to say like greater good because it seems like that's been used a lot against us um but I mean like if you go to a concert I know I I I feel the love and I feel the good vibrations between people Uh, I went to this and there was a little bit of that but it was more like it felt we were all like on the sidelines and I supported what the speakers were saying and their right to say it and everything. Um, I heard Dr. Robert Malone. There was uh, when I was walking when I was walking out. There's uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and there were a couple guys I didn't I haven't heard of, but um, what they said did resonate with me. But it felt like we were just trying to get saved by these other people and it, we um so here's how the day went i uh i metroed in i saw um some people uh who were with the with the protest and i was like hey can i get that picture a picture of that and she looked smiley and it was great and then this other guy um, asked me like, Hey, are you a local? And sort of, <laughs> uh, I still had no idea where I was going, but, um, and I tried to like start talking to him about this, um, protest cause I'm going to, and he just kind of like looked away and went his own way. And I suppose I would have hoped that we would have, I, I don't know why I expected this in the first place, but like um connected on like a deeper level maybe we didn't have enough um you know acid for that but um (laughs) it it just felt like a little bit of a disappointment it was great to see a lot of people and interact with a few people and just observe this event for what it was rather than looking at it through the eyes of the news media and yes yeah, saw a lot of really interesting signs my favorite one was probably one that said stop Fauciism and uh, they showed Fauci like he had a little Hitler stash <laughs> and I actually talked to that guy and he he was from, um, Ur- Ur- I can't say the name, Uruguay, Uruguay, and uh, from Long Island. 
I actually gave him a link to my podcast. And no, it's actually a cryptic message about the secret society of marauders. So that was not a link. But the crowd was pretty much um, not entirely white, but largely white. Uh, we w- we walked in from the metro, from the Smithsonian, and started. Um, we assembled in front of the Lincoln Memorial. This this where all the speakers were. In a way, it did feel like we were actual like soldiers in a battle. And yeah, we were just walking over the um, so between the Capitol, the Washington Monument. And the Lincoln Memorial, there it's a direct straight line, which is interesting. But um, yeah, we're you, you could see that as you're walking from the Smithsonian Metro Station. And I just saw this huge crowd assembled. It was probably like ten thirty a.m. or something, uh, maybe eleven thirty, and. I did have a little bit of a feeling of like, oh, this is this is my tribe, and um, so yeah, I saw some interesting signs, and I came to see how there's many different rifts within this community opposing the vaccination. Um, I think of it as a tyranny because they make people do it, but like there were some. People holding up like signs of, um, it seems like they came more for abortion, like anti-abortion than the vaccination, but I I actually understand where they're coming from, um, based on my personal beliefs, but I also felt like they were trying to cram their um, viewpoints in front of everybody when it was really about the vaccine and uh, opposing the mandates. Because they said that it was um, anti-mandates, but what it really, it did seem to an extent like that it was um, anti-vaccines, and I side with that, but um, it seemed like there was a wide, somewhat wide range of people. I only talked to a few people, but I talked to a couple people from Pennsylvania who were older one lady was saying that she basically expected it to be twice as big as it was. I think there there might have been 10,000 people. But apparently um, she was expecting 20,000 or something. And it, it, there were a lot of people. Though. Like you, you couldn't... Um, Like, in order to get from one side of the crowd to the other, you had to walk, like, a very long arc. So, there was a good turnout, I would say. Then, um... Yeah, I... I think I remember seeing a lot of younger people as well, actually. And... At a certain point, though, I had heard some people speak, um, and it kind of felt like I felt a little bit disconnected from the whole, to an extent, and maybe that was on me because I didn't, um, you know, try to talk to people or something, 
I treated it a little bit like a spectator sport. But to some extent, I I also think that the actual event itself uh, did not... It it was a little bit of a spectator sport, I'd say, like an event. But um, I guess that's whatever you make of it to an extent. Like, it didn't have to be like that, but that, that just happens to be how I experienced it. And, yeah, actually, when I, when I walked up, I saw, uh, not, not immediately, but I saw High Res. And I forget that other guy's name that he's cl- uh, doing collabs with, but... It was like that song, like, this is a war on religion. I'm probably going to take that up. But <laughs> um, it was really cool because I actually have both high re- um, two high-res albums. I have Forgive and Regret and Back in Time. Both pretty solid albums. But, yeah, that, I mean, that was cool. It was really cool. I saw one lady who my only regret from that day is not trying to talk to her because she seemed super cool. She had a no sheep in my circle shirt, which is a high res. Um, it's part of his merch. And, you know, I would say that's on me just not trying to interact with people when I would think that they're interesting. It was pretty cold too. It was like high 30s. For someone from, um, you know, the mid-Atlantic region, um, to me, that's cold. <laughs> so, J.P. Sears was a big highlight of the event, actually. Um, I, I can't remember what he said, but I do remember the people, um, the crowd laughed a little bit. And I, I've seen some of his YouTube videos. By the way, for the record, I, I think that he's probably not getting... Um, it seems like he's going a little bit too hard in the paint with his activism because before, during like height of everything, like 2020, it was hilarious and it seems kind of like getting old. But but yeah, he's very present and witty, I found. So yeah, I just wanted to comment on my experience because everyone seemed very down to earth like they didn't really want to mess with anyone's stuff but the news media treated it like we're trying to bring out the end of the world um trying to create trying to spread the virus because uh, realistically there's a lot of people who are not vaccinated who went there higher than that um rate in the population so i did see this one sign of this of a guy who said uh vaccinated liberal who opposes mandates or something like that and i thought that was really ironic because you know vaccinated liberal it just makes sense but you know um props to him for coming out because um if all the liberals were like that, then we would have had, uh, this would have gone down like, um, I think it was the bird flu in, um, 20, early 2010s. It would have gone down like that. Like nothing really would have happened, but here we are 
Yeah, so the uh, media treated it like, you know, we were the enemies. You know, I definitely expected that. I I saw a lot of uh, armed... I can't tell... I couldn't tell if it was um, National Park Police or the National Guard or D.C. Police or a combination, but I do remember that walking down to the Lincoln Memorial... The side opposite the Vietnam Memorial, uh, closer to the Korean War Memorial, had like car after car after car with sirens on it. Um, looked like kind of like cop cars, and it did seem to send a message of that like we are the enemy. They understandably walled off the Lincoln Memorial. They, um, I. I, I can't keep track of everything that's been going on, but they, um, I guess they had fears that it would get out of hand. And to be honest, I thought that I wasn't sure if it would, but, um, it, it really didn't. It was very peaceful and it felt like, uh, to an extent, a little bit like a, I, I don't want to say golf tournament, but it was like, there are moments of excitement of the crowd going a little wild, but those were kind of far and few between. It was a lot of like listening and like, um, you know, every now and then there'd be some person who'd be like, you know, yelling or something, but it was pretty chill. So I did see, um, like five of the proud boys. And I heard I heard him say, you know, you can tell that everybody's looking at us and like they're judging us. So it was interesting to see that and then compare what that the media can't remember which outlet mentioned that there were the Proud Boys there. That the Proud Boys were there and because I had seen them and they're very, 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 very small portion of the overall crowd and speaking of the media I did actually see a, a Reuters journalist and he pointed his camera directly at me and I actually gave him the like the the nope signal like like kind of like an NFL referee signaling a um, incomplete pass like a nope and so, so he kind of moved the camera <laughs> away from me which was nice I'd actually worn my shirt um that was titled straight out of event 201 which i'm actually going to put a link to that i do have uh that that's my only piece of merch right now so if you if you want a mug you can get a mug as well or a sticker and uh, yeah that's actually the only way um i can earn money through this at the moment not that it's really a big deal but yep, if you if you're so inclined, feel free and I'll put the link in there. It's a red bubble shop. Yeah, so by the time that I was walking out, I um I had heard Robert F. Kennedy Jr. start speaking and it just felt like I was kind of disconnected with it. Um and I ended up talking to some weird characters. But like eventually I ended up talking to this couple from Pennsylvania. And 
It reminded me of what America used to be like. They're just very considerate and they don't want to get in anyone's business and they respect the Constitution. I I had actually mentioned that, you know, the Articles of Confederation would have been better, but they're like, no, we wouldn't go that far. And, you know, that's what America used to be like. You could disagree. But, um, yeah, that was my experience. I didn't make a sign or anything. I've, I've made signs in the past. I can make an episode about that, actually. And I did get one interview because there were some Christian people who were passing out books. And I totally forgot the name of the book. But it's about like, it was kind of like the Christian version of the New World Order and assassination, assassination of JFK. And I think it had to do with like Revelation. And, but they were giving this book out for free. And I, I did notice also that the people giving out the books who are Christians, uh, they tended to be black. And I didn't really see a lot of black representation in the audience other than those people. So that I thought that was interesting. And I actually did get an interview with a man from from the group who... I'll post at the end of the, at the end of the episode, and I thought he had some really interesting things to say. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of impressive to have um, all the things that they set up. They set up two giant screens. There, there seemed to be a good amount of organization, but at the end of the day, I've definitely felt a lot more sorry uh, connected and energized. Uh, other things like one time I went to a what was it a um <laughs> it was it felt like a powwow but it wasn't because we were indoors it was like non-verbal dance of like your enlightened soul or something weird like that and I thought it was really stupid but it was so much fun and I felt like I connected with people who I on just like a very non-verbal level or like I already mentioned the idea of the concert, but I just don't understand how we can move past the massive tyrannies if we don't feel connected to one another. I've actually started looking at this YouTube channel called The Social Animal. And the guy basically goes to different cities, mainly in the U.S., and his subscribers try to talk to mainly, um, they're mainly guys trying to talk to women. And it's just really interesting to see that happen because, um, it does make me realize that the level of connection in our society, especially with COVID, but I think it was going on before that too, is lower. And it seemed like to some extent we were just replicating what was going on within our protests which I, I still fully support, and I still think that there were some interesting comments made. Like one guy who I I don't know his name, but he was a doctor, and he said if you wanted to divide the population, there, like this is exactly what you would have done. Like you'd have locked down the population, made them scared. There were a bunch of doctors that showed up in their nice little white lab coats, and it did give that credibility which in school they called ethos 
to the vaccine conversation and you know dr robert robert malone i thought um what he, what he said was good it did feel like a little bit more scripted but i don't blame him i would have been very nervous in that position and i i believe he was talking about how he made the mrna technology and i was against it and there was a big thing about um him going on Joe Rogan and everything but yeah it seems it's just hard to say I guess um, to some extent I did notice that all the speakers were trying to um, compare themselves to uh, being on the side of Martin Luther King Jr. which I, I do wonder if he was alive by some um, like if he happened to know what was going on, like what side he would have chosen. But I thought that was an interesting strategy to try to connect the anti-vaccination um, mandate movement to the civil rights movement because we were standing on that same spot. And ultimately it is about discrimination to uh, um to discriminate against people who don't have the same beliefs as you who don't want to put an mrna injection into their bodies two to three or four maybe four times and you know i, I supported that as well but uh for some reason i just I, I couldn't really stick with it i didn't really feel like i was part of it and i i just started looking at I drifted off to the Vietnam Memorial and actually this one um, Christian dude, I don't even know why he was there other than, you know, he's Christian. He didn't seem like much of a, like a truther, if you will. But he told me I was going to hell and I was like, yeah, probably. But it's not important. And I just ended up walking on and I was having a moment with um, the Vietnam War Memorial that one's that one actually gets me every time. Like, you see a name and you think about, you know, what they suffered through, in um in Vietnam, or maybe even Cambodia or Laos, and you know that's one person's life that was taken by the actions of the United States of America, of the forces that control it. And I think that was a really powerful thing to um, reflect on against the backdrop of everything going on and all the flashy screens, just private contemplation. And there, there's actually a um, journalist who I, I tried to try to ask her some questions, but she was very she wasn't going to comment on anything. But she eventually did tell me that she works for the Post, and she clarified the Washington Post. So yeah, that that was my day, and I just rode the metro back. Didn't like it was not the most productive thing ever, but I'm glad I experienced it. But I also feel like it did make me aware of the limitations of the current um, quote unquote anti mandate movement, because like it's great to have these debates and everything. But if if we just don't feel connected to one another, then how can we oppose effectively uh, 
all of the 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 tyrannies going on and built communities or just talk to one another and actually it seems like to some extent this has been a bit of a trend recently in the alternative media the freedom cell network uh, which Derek Bros created that that's been going strong and I haven't checked lately but it was increasing in its membership for quite a while and I actually I met someone um, who is in that network one time during uh 2020 when all the blm stuff was going on and that was great to connect with someone and it appears that the higher side chats meetups is going really strong like i remember uh, a few months ago i was door dashing and i heard him mention this at the end of the episode i was like oh that's really cool and then the next episode, he's like, there's one in Sweden. <laughs> and then you heard these, like, happy Swedish people talking. <laughs> and that was really cool. And then, you know, maybe six months later, uh, you know, somewhere in there um, around around now, it seems like they're popping up every, everywhere. So I'll, I'll have to post, post a link to that as well. Um, I can't really think of a whole lot else to say. You know, I I think that it's great that we can all get together in one place to oppose vaccine mandates. And it seems like our voices are heard to some extent. I don't really have to comment on um, too much on further on the media coverage because I mentioned that they viewed us as dangerous, as um, essentially like bio... I don't want to say bioterrorists, but something unsavory for the general population. Like, kind of like something to stay away from, essentially. Because we're not the Starbelly Sneeches, we're just the normal Sneeches. Of course, a reference to the Dr. Seuss book, the Starbelly Sneeches. Starbelly Sneeches. Hopefully, I get that right. Also, for some reason, um, in my days of walking to the metro, I ended up talking to this one dude who, he, he was dressed all funny, and I, he seemed friendly enough, and he was like, we will storm the puddle. Um, you know, actually, I'm going to take that out, but he, he had a fake French accent, and he just seemed really funny, and he was like, yeah, I was like, no, actually, sorry. Um, he was talking about um, running to the Washington Monument, and and I was stupid enough to be like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." And then he's like, "For a small tip." And then I, I like looked at him, was like, "No, no, no, no." And I started walking away. And the last thing that I told the the Pennsylvania couple, who uh, at this point we'd kind of broken off, but they were like, you know, a good ten yards in front of me. I ran up to them, and I was like. Yo, you guys should never trust anyone in in the District of Columbia. And that's really a good note to end on because, you know, us gathering in D.C., I mean, to some extent it is powerful, but I also do wonder if 
There's just so many. I was wondering how you, uh, like, why you're here today. Spells, uh, we're here for the mandates, and we're also here to kind of mute the, the great controversy. Um, in that space. Uh, it's also what liberty conscious threatened. Or something. Well, yeah. Which is already prophesied on through prophecy. What if we gather? Uh, uh, we're just here because of our freedoms of, of being threatened. Nature, God already told us this was going to happen. Uh, this, these are the books we give out. Actually, Dr. McCullough is going to make an announcement. Well, brotherly books, love. Because uh, he highly recommended this book. And um, you know, it goes along with the Bible. Just going uh, off of it, it can prove an atheist that the Bible is real part, like, from Genesis to Revelation. It can prove all the events like, that took place on planet Earth um, 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 from the beginning of time until our time. The last six chapters of the Great Controversy points to uh, um, um, uh, the last days that we're in right now. Chapter thirty-five talks about religion, liberty threatened, and and this is where we're at. This is where even here with the mandate, religion is being threatened. You can't even use your religious exemption now. Because yeah, it's like to stand up because kind of you know we're now under maritime admiral law. We're not. We're no longer under sovereignty yeah. laws. And so uh, is, you know, and so also, um, there's, you know, like once again, there's two laws. You know, that's why um, if you go into a courtroom and you see a little time, bench, you know, every winter, courtroom, once you walk through that bench, you're now uh, under the law of the ocean, which is maritime under the flag. That's why you don't flag the same behind the judges because they are already changing the law. See, I have a bottle of water in my pocket, right? It did seem uh, like now, all eyes on Look the, at it. I'm actually moving the water towards you, but you don't see it. Let's just and this is how they've been moving. They've been moving inch by inch. Not like and this is what and now this is where we're at right now. Tribe, but if I move it like this, you can see I'm moving it. So anyways, if I move it like this, everybody's gonna fight for their rights. But if I'm going little by little, inch by inch, observations. You know, so right, you know, because they're kinda waiting for the baby boomer generation to to, to get old and because they would never did this. Back in the 70s, back in the 80s, back in the 60s, they would have never did this because the baby boom generation would never allow this. But we're seeing this, that they're changing the laws right now. They're trying to get rid of sovereignty laws. And and uh, and, and we're allowing them, and we're allowing them. The people have the voice, we have the power, but we but through fear, through media, we are fed, you know? So, and so uh, we're now under the laws of the ocean now. We're under the maritime rule law, which is the new world order. And this is and this is what that book's about as well, the new world order and how and Bible prophecy. Uh, I have one more question for you. I'm wondering if uh, you mentioned uh, water. I'm wondering if maybe you feel we might be moving towards air with uh, all the all the different electromagnetic waves and AI, and it's all in the air, the cloud. Do you think air could have something to do with it? Well, the Bible says when technology increases, then the end shall come. This is where we are, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're at the end, brother. The technology increases. <laughs> if if they could, if they could stop us from breathing. Without mandates, they will do it. They will use oxygen. They don't take your oxygen away if they could, because they already taking the waters away by, by 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 polluting the water. We shouldn't have to drink out of of a, a, a bottle of water. We should have to go to the store and buy water when water is free. God gave us. That's the element that God gave us to, to survive. Seventy percent of our bodies made with water, so God gave us that. God gave us that to survive. But but, but what they do? They give us. They put mercury, lead, and fluoride in the waters. You know what I'm saying? Because they want to make profit. If they could do it, if God would allow them to do it, they will. Use, they will take the oxygen out of the air and make you pay for it. And you know what I'm saying, unless you do what they said. But the Bible said it was going to happen. He said that that we were not going to be. That we're going to come to a point. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 15 and 16 says that if we're going to come to a time where we're going to be able to buy or sell. We're here, brother. We're here. I just have one more thought that you gave me, which is God said that we're the salt of the earth and. When the salt has lost its saltiness, then it's not worth anything. They're trying to make us not worth anything, right? That's right. That's right. Well, what did the Bible say about the salt? The salt, the, the salt is the savor. The savior. No, I ain't talking the savior. I'm talking savor. The savor. You know, it, you know, it's flavor. 
God says, once you take that flavor out, which means once you take that word out, once you take the truth out, it means nothing. And that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to take, they're trying to replace God with science. And, and this is what we're here for. And you know, everybody's here for their freedom. You know, Dr. Fauci is, is, is like the new Messiah to, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? To, uh, to this agenda that they're pushing. And they're trying to use science to take away our rights, our freedoms, and so forth. But God already told us what's going to happen. There's three ways that you can prove that God is real. One is tithing offering, believe it or not, because God will bless you when, you when you put your money towards the work. God don't really need it, but he's teaching us to how to, not to be selfish. Number two, nature. Not the city, but the nature, the elements, the, 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 uh, the firmament. You know, the, the trees that cleans the oxygen and then that produces oxygen. And then and number three, prophecy. God already told us this was going to happen, and it's happening. And so we're here, brother. We're here. Right. It's great speaking to you. Uh, what was your first name? Uh, my first name is Jamal, brother Jamal, Jamal Grant. You can find me on um, YouTube, uh, Orig Origin of Truth uh, Ministries. I talk a lot about this. Some stuff they try to, you know, you know they're trying to silence us through uh, social media. So I'm going to start moving over towards Rumble and... Um, yeah. And in a uh, big shoot, but you um you can find me on there on, on YouTube, Original Truth, um, a ministry. All right. Thank you so much, sir. All right, thank you, brother. And if you want to check out my thing, that's there. But if you don't, then uh, you're good to. All right, all right, oh, 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 oh